Welcome to the Toxic Confidence Podcast. Oh, decided to do the episode possibly in the car because I have to take Kira to the airport. <laughs> and um, I was super lazy yesterday when she was here and I didn't want to put on makeup for a second time. And then today I was supposed to film and... Uh, So now we're just going to try and do this in the car. This isn't even like set up or anything. It's just like shoved right in there. (sighs) It's giving me super bad anxiety. (laughs) This bitch has her camera. Not even. It's just on the dash. It's like hanging off the speaker kind of. So it just like sits. If we get a brake check, if we have to accidentally suddenly race somebody, (laughs) this is going to be bad. It will be bad, but it's going to be fine. Um... And we have our cute little these microphones on, like you see all the douchebags in the gym wear. I am an Instagram influencer. <laughs> so I feel like the topic that Kira and I can like extremely relate on, we have very similar growing up backgrounds-ish. Totally. In, in a way, we have very similar backgrounds growing up and we are also two people that like just escaped that small town mentality, but also appreciate having those small town roots. Totally. I feel like that's a great way to say it because I captivate and I love my small town values, but I love my big city growth. Yeah, I 100% agree. If I would have stayed in my small town, I would be probably fat with seven kids. <laughs> I don't really have any like bad people with kids in my town, but I definitely would have probably followed the trend of being a nurse. Oh my God. And married, which is super like, not me. I can't stand the sight of blood. So I don't think it would have been a very great vibe for me. That's hilarious. That's what I literally went to school for fresh out of small town. <laughs> was nursing because that was you know what you did it's the typical thing right yeah. it's like you just you're like you're gonna benefit your town by being a nurse and I don't know why they, we, we're all bred to think that we're going to be good nurses I can't provide for anyone at all it's insane to think that in grade 12 you have to ask to use a fucking bathroom but then they're like pick what you want to do for the rest of your life and spend eighty thousand dollars to go to school and then you can't change it or else your parents hate you forever it's true (laughs) it's true i remember coming coming home from my first year of well first semester of university and i like came home crying and i was like i don't want to i don't think this is for me i don't want to go to school my parents are like well why the fuck are you in the city then you could be back here working i was like well i don't want to be here either so what do i what do i do and my dad was so upset that i didn't want to go to school for the first little bit now he doesn't care obviously but um it's it's like um it's the stigma that like unless you're doing something important you don't matter because everyone's going to school yeah do you want to know what the straw that broke the camel's back was for me in nursing you're gonna die my scrub pants were too short always ugly because my shorts I just looked ugly in scrubs because they were always a little bit too short because of my height I looked like tiny Tim <laughs> that's so called funny. the tiny Tim nurse so I the first program that I actually did in university because like I've said before in previous episodes I've jumped around and done different courses and stuff that all fit like the niche that I like but the first program I actually went into was um, massage therapy and having like most of the people that were taking this massage therapy course were doing it as like a second hobby or like this or that and there are people that I was like how do I just like get through this and get into like just working 
on the people I thought I was going to be working on. I honestly thought it was going to be more like a sports med program, and it definitely was not. Yeah. You want to know what, though? Massage therapy, once you get through it, because I used to also be an RMT. Yeah. Um, once you get through it... Hold and on, I'm going to hold the camera. We're making a turn. <laughs> Where's the holy shit handle for the camera? <laughs> once you cultivate your career, you make bank, bro. It's still an entrepreneur business. Mm. If you do your own hours, you have your own clinic, whatever the hell you want. So that's like... I think that's really what spearheaded me out of the I need to get an education mentality is like getting into it and then really being my own boss essentially which is I think something that people in small towns lose because in small towns there's usually like you know where I grew up it was the oil field same same with me so it was like there was like five major major companies that you could work for you work for it your son's gonna work for it like the girlfriend's probably gonna do admin for the company like everyone all works for like the same people um and like I grew up fortunate like my parents had an oil and gas business but I did not enjoy that my parents also didn't want me being a female in oil and gas thankfully well it's a little bit like the guys kind of turn into heathens after a few weeks out there yeah um so that makes total sense but totally relevant because in a small town it's like okay you need to get a job with like I'm going to use a reference like Conoco and you're going to have benefits and you're going to you're going to do great and this is all you're going to do for the rest of your life is work for someone else and you're going to buy a $400,000 house and you're going to get a wife or a husband and you're going to have a bunch of kids and you're going to paint that fucking white picket fence every summer even though you hate it and you're going to talk shit about your neighbor <laughs> yeah and that, that 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 is 100% it and like it's funny now that I've moved away I've actually had people like message me and apologize for like how they treated me because I got bullied because I actually had nice parents oh yeah that's definitely something to get bullied about ridiculous um but people like are inspired by the growth and inspired by you getting out so even if it is just like getting started or getting there I know it's scary it's scary to not have friends it's scary to do this but it's also scary to sit and do something that you don't like for the rest of your life yeah if I wanted to know what the rest of my life would have looked like I would have stayed in Edson (laughs) I didn't I didn't vibe with that I'm like not I am not saying that the people who did and did that are anything less because no that seriously is what some people want but it just wasn't for me. Yeah. But the same, like, I have a lot of the same people being like, wow, what you've accomplished with, like, you know, Elite is so cool. Like, you're really killing it. You're all over the world. And I'm like, you can do anything you want, but, like, the first thing you need to do is believe that you can. Exactly. Exactly. And, like, even if you are living in a small town, you can believe that you can and you can do those things. But it does take that little bit extra work, like, you know, to get to the airport, to get those gigs, to be around more people, to expand your business. And also... In a smaller town, because there is less people, if you provide a service, you can only provide a service to so many people. When you expand, like, just the population itself, you have room for growth. Yeah, exactly. You have, like, a huge demographic in different places. And by traveling around, you expand your network. And anyone who is an entrepreneur knows that your network is your net worth. So 100%. Yeah. That's just, like, it's crazy to me to think, like, what would what would I be if I moved back to Edson? Because I Fucking travel so guys much. guy is at my ass. Do you want me to finger him? Oh, my God. He is riding no, ass. Like, bro, get in the other lane. Do you want me- <laughs> Break, check him. I'll hold the camera. No, can you imagine? I'm like, dude, why are you getting so close? This podcast episode has now turned into me and Kendra <laughs> fighting somebody on the side of the road. <laughs> oh, he needed this lane. I get it. Oh, okay. He's exiting. You're forgiven this time, sir. And I was going so slow. Yeah, he just wanted to be a fucking asshole. 
Um, what made you get into uh, Elite, though? Because I know, and this is, I'm, I've, I've admitted this to people, when you first started doing photography, I was so fucking pissed. Because <laughs> I was like, bitch, I used to shoot you all the time. And then all of a sudden, you were shooting, and you're shooting my clients, and your prices were like half the prices of mine. And I was like, wow, like, honestly. We had a monetary fallout, but then you realized <laughs> I wasn't doing anything similar to you, and now no. it's fine. Yeah, now it's fine. Um, honestly. And there's room for everyone. That's that's like the other thing. It's like every, there is room for literally everyone to eat. Yeah. Everyone should actually shoot with so many different people because we all have like a little bit of a different, different spice or flavor. Yeah. Um, COVID definitely hit. I hit the ground running when COVID hit because like I remember sitting in Grand Prairie. Oh, yeah. I guess you couldn't do massage with COVID, right? Yeah. The clinic was closed. I was freshly divorced in this big rental house, just me and raves. And I had no toilet paper and, <laughs> and I was like, I had this camera and I always really liked taking photos. I just had this camera. Yeah. And, and so my friends would be like, Hey, can you come do my family photos? Or like a couple of my other friends would call and we'd like fuck around just doing photos. And they're like, these are really good. And I'm like, huh, I'm going to just like throw caution to the wind and roll the fucking dice with this. Cause I was missing a creative outlet. Cause yeah. I was also like fighting pure insanity. Cause you know, divorces are really fun. So I think that was just like my inspiration was my bored insanity. Hmm. And I also immediately decided to move out of Grand Prairie at that time because that's yeah. just, you know, I went from Edson to Edmonton. I was in Whitecourt for a little bit. And then I basically hopped up to Grand Prairie, which at the time was a great move because my ideology there was, okay, it's got a college. There's room to expand. It's a bigger city. There's an airport. Yeah. Room to grow. But then my wings got so big for Grand Prairie that I again had to move. Yeah. Grand Prairie too. Like there's, there's certain cities, Edmonton's one of them as well, that like everyone is so interconnected that it is almost a small town. Yes. Kelowna is the smallest town I've ever lived in. Yeah. Kelowna is the smallest town I ever lived in as well. Yeah. And that's where I feel. I'm like, huh, (laughs) maybe I just have like issues staying in a place or like committing to a place, but I'm like, what's next? Yeah. Cause like once we, once we moved to greater Vancouver, I, I felt like you feel like a small fish again. You feel like you can learn from other people again. You feel like there's so much room for growth because there's so many people that are like, way above you it's a challenge because yes. you're like okay next next goal next achievement yes. unlocked yes whereas if you're kind of at the top of your ladder of achievements where you are you get that's how you get stuck because yeah. you're like oh well, I'm I'm the best person in this neighborhood yeah and you get like it gets redundant too right you're like okay well now people are all the same people are shooting with me all the same people the same friends are shooting with me and not that that's not a bad thing yeah but on the other hand people are used to seeing like one style or this or that you go to a big city where only like 10 people have seen your work you you can change it up you can do something new you have the versatility again and new energies to interact with etc but that's also like I did a really smart thing when I started elite and I travel usually at least once or twice a month so I hit tons of different destinations so my demographic chart is actually huge yeah because I'm like you know I'm fucking I go to Tulum for Mac like Edmonton Calgary Van the island yeah that's what I did when I first did photography is I would go to all of like the pro shows yeah um so like Vegas Vancouver Toronto all that kind of stuff and yeah you just like really it's so different shooting on the east coast also is so different than shooting on the west coast 
yeah, I've never been out that way. I've still wanted to get to Toronto, but the flights have been so bad. Like the debauchery with the airlines is freaking nuts. So I haven't wanted to roll the dice with Pearson Airport, <laughs> frankly, because I don't really want to stay there for two weeks. Uh, you don't want to lose your bag either. Yeah. Oh my God. If they lost my lights, I would be calling in the troops. Yeah. I lost it. Like when I came back from Vegas last year with Air Canada, I lost all my lighting and like three of my custom made dresses for competing. Yeah. Their new logo. You know what Air Canada's new logo is? No. They're not happy until you're not happy. <laughs> Slogan. <laughs> Slogan of the year. Um, what do you think is your, because lots of people book with you. What do you think is your, also we're getting like so sidetracked. This is more so like an interview with Kiera. Um, we, like I said, we have very similar values and we're very similar as people, but this is still like primarily about her and her growth. Um, what is the, like the thing that you think? think makes people want to book with you over other people? Well, I am definitely told that I am not a normal person to hang out with. So I think the unique experience and just like the lighthearted. <laughs> I shot one of my clients with no pants on yesterday because my jean shorts were irritating me. Uh, <laughs> I just think that like I'm, you know, I'm just me and I provide like a really fun experience for everybody as well as like I, you see me work. Like as soon as I get home, it's memory card in the iPad yeah. face down ass up and I get people's albums back to them fast it's like people always ask well how do you do that I'm like it's no, it's no different than anything else it's a lot of fucking work I just yeah. sit down and I do it so basically no one gets to see me after I shoot for like a lot like a long period of time I'm just getting albums out yeah. and I think that that really heightens the experience because like you're amped up from your shoot you got all these like hot bitch confidence things rolling on and then you get your photos the next day while yeah. you're still in that energy and can share them it just embodies differently I agree I feel like and that was like the biggest thing like even when I started using my content creator Nathaniel is like he gets me my content back so fast that I'm still like relevant to the experience it, that's exactly you know because like otherwise yeah like I've shot with photographers where I wait months or I've done shoots for magazines where like you literally don't even get to see your photos for like eight months yeah and then that doesn't like for me I don't even look the same by that you know no, like, exactly like for me you know me I've got six new tattoos so now I can't even post that set because yeah, I it doesn't even look like exactly me. so yeah I mean I think that's an important thing and I also try to keep my price point at a fair level because I think that a lot of people correlate like anyone who's good is going to be really expensive and I've even had people tell my clients like how do you even shoot with her she must be so expensive and my clients are like she's not yeah she keeps her prices low so that photography can remain for everyone because also when you raise your prices I feel like you attract a clientele base that is like an unsatisfiable clientele base yeah because we have the huge differentiation between quality control and um, self-love and then when you get to super high paying clients sometimes they have like like huge self-confidence issues and you can deliver yes. them this album where you're like this should be in fucking vogue like you look so good and they hate it and I'm like okay well this isn't a me problem yeah I've shot clients before where um I literally give them all their raws. I would use 100 of the raws. Like, they're that good. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, I only like two photos. I'm like, shell-shocked, right? <laughs> what do you mean? Do you want to know what, though? And then I take it personally, even though it's not, it's not a me thing. It's a them thing. Yeah. I do the same bullshit, though, because, like, I'll see a photo, and I'm like, oh, my God, I hate the left side of my face. 
but then everyone else like if I were to post that same photo they're like it's the best engagement I've ever got people are loving yeah. it and I'm like don't you see what my nose looks like from that angle <laughs> like, yeah but, but no one else sees that no no one else sees that and we're also like our own worst critics yeah. all the time and I've done so many photo shoots now over the years that like people will be like oh do you want to see your photos like even if people like take a selfie of you like a group photo I'm like no I don't care yeah because I'll just either way like good photo or a bad photo someone's gonna like it yes also I know that you have seen what people post of me on my birthday and that speaks for itself of that I don't care what I look like on yeah. camera yeah exactly <laughs> exactly it was quite the show this year <laughs> um where what direction do you want to see your company go and what would you say to people that want to start off in the photography business oh okay well this is an interesting thing basically even in my training manual I said like if you are not prepared to cry over this you're never gonna be successful literally and people look at what I've done and they're like oh that was so look at she did that so easy I'm gonna do it fuck man I was when was so we went back to work after COVID I was doing eight massages a day so I would go into work at six bang off four massages on my lunch break I was shooting people for free and then going back for the evening and doing another four clients to pay for my divorce to pay for camera equipment because that's another thing oh yeah no I don't want to shoot you for free because I have 40 grand worth of equipment in my bag yeah exactly like I don't need the exposure um I it's kind of disrespectful disrespectful at this point to ask yeah I just want my camera paid for yes <laughs> like, like I just you know this lens that I want it's like six G's yeah but yeah for people who want to start again if you believe that you can do it and you stay resilient because there is going to be so many people that shit on your dream degrade what you're trying to do don't support you strangers are going to be your biggest supporters yeah. but you need to work hard and like and that, that goes with every business and I'm going to interrupt you for a second because Kira is someone that I always found she was so successful at doing the marketing for herself she had no problem being like messaging people and not feeling awkward she would like message people and be like hey I'm going to be in your area like can you post this flyer for me or oh whatever and like for me I would be like oh I don't want to do that like I don't want to annoy people like whatever oh, yeah, and like yeah. but annoy the people like ask them because eventually someone's gonna post and eventually it's going to stick it's the ripple effect yeah I have no problem communicating with people if they don't want to don't yeah I don't care but like it doesn't hurt to ask it, I'm not like if somebody doesn't do it I'm not gonna ask the same person 700 times and I actually now that I'm built up to this point I don't even advertise my travel dates anymore they're just full to the end of the year yeah um, so but that was like a great way that I got off the ground but that's again the marketing side of things it's not just taking pretty pictures and editing them you gotta have a system in place dude like you gotta have your ship running tight and you need to hold the line because there's gonna be challenges that come at you every single day and if you fold it's not gonna work you know and you also just like you can't please everyone I'm sure you've had some nightmare clients oh as is, as has everyone in any industry yeah but you want to know what I would say like 98% of my clients are rock stars yeah love them love vibing with them it's those two percent that I've debated quitting my entire fucking job <laughs> and it's funny because almost every bad client turns into like one super awesome loyal client you know I had one girl who was like I don't like my photos this isn't this, this I don't think she realized like what she actually looked like <laughs> 
<laughs> um, and it, she got her photos right. She's like, I feel like I look like this and look like this. I'm like, well, that's how you look in real life. And I don't like, I'm not, I don't Photoshop the body. Like I don't, yeah. sorry, like I can't. Um, not that I can, it's just not, it's not part of my value system. I won't do it. That's yeah. And it's not your editing style. Yeah. It's not my editing style. And she had told this girl that she like hated the photos and this and that. And she turned out to be like the girl that she had bitched to ended up being like such a good client for me. Like she was like a web design client. She was a photography client. She came on like one of my Mexico trips. I was like, damn, this one shit ass $100 client turned out so great. Yeah. For every bad client, there's two good clients for every no, there's four yeses. Yeah. Exactly. It just, you have to continue chasing it and hold the line. Yeah. You have to be persistent. Yeah. And you also need to like actually develop a decent skill set I think <laughs> because I see so many like photography pages popping up and I'm like they are not the composition of the image is off the exposure triangle is completely fucked up they don't know anything about the rule of thirds you know and I'm like if you just took a little bit of time and I'm gonna say this and shoot myself in the foot you can get anything online for free yeah you can uh, educate yourself go with on anything. YouTube you can go on there's so many like membership platforms now too that you could spend like a hundred bucks and learn from all the best photographers in the world in the world dude like, and it's uh, what is it i think it's called creative creative live and it's not like the adobe creative cloud yeah it's called creative live and it's a platform and you pay like a 100 bucks for the subscription and i think you get it for the whole year and everyone teaches a ton of different stuff on it and it's so educational it's amazing even just for like taking your own photo content yep oh this is my biggest pet peeve and I bet you you'll agree when people that are just want to be like influencers message me and they're like what like fancy camera should I get to like upgrade my content I'm like just book photo shoots you're never going to be able to take your own content that good if you know fucking nothing about the camera and the camera's not going to make the difference learning to use a professional camera is like learning to fly an airplane and if you don't know your settings and you don't know what you're doing it's going to be a higher resolution photo than your iPhone yes but if you're getting that camera and not using to its full potential what is the point exactly there we go yeah um i don't have too many people uh message me with that particular question i more have people being like yo what camera do i need for your course because this is shit is confusing and I'm uh, like, yeah yes welcome to the thing that will annoy you for the rest of your life um, there's still shit on my camera. Like there's, like you know, you have Canons. There's settings on settings on settings. Dude, on I was like, settings. I was like, this camera is fine. But when I got like the the R5C, the cinema camera, you have to manually put in every single thing. There is not a single. Like you can't hit manual mode, you can't hit anything. Every single thing you have to go in Finnick and a certain button and it is a nightmare. But, but the quality it gets is so insane. Once you get that bitch dialed in, it, it's different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that's a huge part of it too is, you know, picking a good camera. Like I don't think I would ever go off of a mirrorless body unless Canon changed some kind of technology and made something better. I remember being on a DSLR and taking a photo, checking the light, taking a photo, checking the light. <laughs> I could not go back to that. No, <laughs> not good. But like, like we'll go in a full circle here. <clears throat> 
how many people from your small town turned into entrepreneurs and did anything like this? Like just working with their hands. Holy fuck. What? That, did you not see that truck? He might fall over, but yes. it's gonna be okay. He's a vegan supply truck. I don't wanna get crushed by a vegan supply truck. <laughs> That's like final Final destination, destination shit. <laughs> but it's like, it's so 2023 final destination. Yeah. She was killed by crickets. Um, I don't know, like honestly, that many from my town that did go and do that. Like I do know a lot of people from my town that went and got careers, like whether that be like, in, like mainly in trades, I feel like in my town, so I don't know that many of. people that went and did anything else. Mine is like girls that did makeup. Like there's quite a few girls that did hair and makeup. Hair and makeup and like I know that. one year, there's a girl one year younger than me. And I think she's actually, she went to school to be, they're an accountant or pre-law or something and then she came back to the hometown with the boyfriend and now she's buying the his mom's hair studio or something so she's going into like fully around into entrepreneurship which is kind of cool um but other than that like I don't know that many and like I, I was really thankful to be raised by entrepreneurs like yeah my dad was a little upset when I dropped out of school but he also was like he did better working for himself always. Yeah, exactly. And, like, my dad went back to school, like, he just finished, I think, this year. Like, going back now at a later date after, like, pretty much, well, they're pretty well retired, right? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they obviously did better for themselves. The only thing that I always recommend, like, as if you want to be an entrepreneur, go and take, like, a weekend bookkeeping course or something through Nate or something like that because that's something our shit-ass education system doesn't teach us. Oh, my God. And it's, like... Uh, I think it's like a $600 course, but then at least you know how to do your own, how to do your own books. books for your company. You're going to save a ton of money. You're going to be able to organize things. You're going to be able to hide shit from the government properly and then send it to an accountant. They check it all over. Good to go. Yeah. Yeah. And like, there's also other incredible resources like QuickBooks. Yes. Why did we not get taught this in school? Oh, probably because entrepreneurs <laughs> are uh, shitty for the government and they want everyone to be stuck in a nine to five and go. <laughs> go on no holidays yeah I don't know if people like actually think about it but it's like at a young age where you're supposed to be like being active like using your body you get told to sit in a classroom for eight hours a day it's just indoctrinating you to go and sit in an office job sit here and like you already hate, hate sitting in the desk at school. You're going to hate sitting in the desk later on in life, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And our minds are so malleable that we're like, we're being successful. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. It's so, it's insanity. I can't, like, if I could go back, I don't know if I would do anything differently because I don't know if I would have ended anywhere up. Yeah, I, uh, I don't think I would change anything at all. Like, maybe Those stairs date, le date less losers. Um, but oh. even even then, it, like, made me 100%, like, who I am and the whole person that I am today. Yeah. So. I wouldn't change anything, but totally. I, would, I would think with a different mindset, I think. I think, like, my uh, trouble with authority started at a young age, and that's probably why, like, all these avenues that I tried to go down, if I would have pursued them to completion, I would have had no problem doing that, but just I didn't want to, and I didn't like them, so I needed something different, and I'm saying, like, working for myself has been the greatest source of freedom. And although people are like, oh, you work for yourself, it must be so nice. It's like, 
bitch, I am on shift 24-7. Yeah. Yeah, I have hours set on Elite or 8 to yeah. 4, Monday yeah. to Friday. Oops, now I accidentally opened it and seeing that I have 17 DMs. Yeah. I'm going to start going through them. Like, yeah. when you're an entrepreneur, people think it's just, like, <clears throat> unicorn farts and rainbows. It is uh-huh. not. It is, like, the hardest you will yeah, ever work. You, yeah, you're never, you're never turned off when you're an entrepreneur. That is for sure. But, it again, it is that freedom. Like, at the end of the day, like, if you're parent passed away or something like that obviously this is an extreme but you don't have to ask your fucking boss to take the time off work to go see your parent in the hospital you know what I mean like you want to know what though to be fair I think it's harder to get time off for myself (laughs) than it was for the boss because it's like Kara would you like to have a weekend you know just doing yourself no bitch you are working now (laughs) yeah but that's just your own hustle mentality you know what I mean because like I I was the exact same way when I was younger and now also that and it depends on your situation like I'm very thankful that like Brett is such protector provider energy that he's like oh you don't have to do that and I'm like Okay, well, I won't. (laughs) I'll work on something else that's less, like, taxing. Um, Like the podcast. Like, I love doing the podcast. I love doing things that are educational and helping other people more than I do, like, wanting to hit the ground and make money for myself now. And, like, now that we're getting into other business avenues um, and franchising and stuff, it's, like, that is where I can't wait to, like, really, really shine. Totally. And you're having a shift, and that's totally fine because, you know, the only thing consistent in life is change. And the more that you, like hone in on the chaos and like accept the change figure out how we're going to work with it improvise and solve you usually get higher up in your ladder of success